0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection,
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to All Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello. And we have a whole bunch of different news things. Now, we have four things to get through. I'm going to start, though, with Mortal Kombat movie news. Ooh, because we did rejected. just cover this with uh, last week when we covered the fact that Joe Taslim was cast, uh, being cast as Sub-Zero. Um, but the writer, Greg Russo, got on Twitter and just said, Look, let me let me put this to bed. Let me address the thing that everybody's asking. There will be fatalities in the movie, which is what the thing one of the things that we were speculating
0: Brilliant. on. Brilliant. Thank God. And an R rating as well, which I guess we all speculate as well.
1: Too. Yes One of the things That he said though Is that he said uh, I'm not going to say Which ones are going to Which fatalities are going to be In the movie But there will be some Which makes me think That he's going to Like take iconic ones Like scorpions Flame skull thing Well this is
0: the thing How do you
1: take the balance Between
0: those iconic ones When like scorpions Ripping someone's spine And Mm -hmm. face off their body And obviously You know A bunch of others Like all all scorpions From the older games But Mm -hmm. then how do you Make them new Like are they going to Invent new ones Are they just going to Rip
1: ones off or what Well they're going to Rip spines out That's what I was going to ask Because you you don't know Mortal Kombat as well as I do. No. So as a as a more casual fan, yes. Which fatalities do you know? Well, I think
0: it was very evident there when I got to Sub Zero's and then completely forgot what Scorpion's uh, classic was. I know he's got one well, he, now he the... where the spear goes through the face and then when he rips his face off and he breathes fire. Yep. Um, but after that, I don't really know. Like, if oh, I said, Lucan.
1: Do you know what he transforms into? Uh, like a dragon? Yeah! Thank you know, because I've been near you for so long.
0: No, it's because I used to play the Mortal Kombat games. Right. It's just in the most recent ones I've kind of dropped off. I know um, Kung Lao has his little hat yep. that he slices people in half In half. But I don't know, are they going to go like simple? Like, like For me, mm. in the older games, Scorpion ripping off his face and doing a breath of fire or Sub-Zero ripping out someone's spine yep. is simple and satisfying. Or even like a stage fatality when you knock someone off the, uh, is it like the pit? Yeah, is yeah, yeah the spikes All the way down the spikes. They're really simple but effective, but the most recent games I haven't... I haven't played Mortal Kombat 11 yet but I've obviously watched the compilation of all the fatalities and those are ridiculous and complex and gruesome and awesome so like like again we were saying before you're going to go for the more cartoony
1: violence of recent games or the simple Gut punches of all. Mm. I mean when we uh, talked about it last week, we were on about like, the idea that if they have really good fight choreography, if they can find a way to sort of blend that fight choreography into a fatality, I like the idea of just some random flurry ending in an uppercut that takes a dude's head off yeah. or sends him flying into a pit of spikes below or whatever. I just kinda yeah, if they're gonna pick the iconic ones, because they like there's not that many, if any, fatalities in the original movies other than no. Goro ripping a dude in half or whatever. So I kinda yeah, I kinda want them to go down I want I want a mix. I want the new stuff, the slapstick stuff, the itchy and scratchy Mortal Kombat Eleven stuff. Well I have a question if they're
0: only going to include a few which do you want to see and because that would you know consequently mean that those characters also need to be in the
1: film so think about that there's only one that I want to see and that's Liu Kang transforming into a dragon I want him to (laughs) like just be at the end of a fight and just do a pose transform into a dragon and then bite the guy in half that's all I need him to do I don't Okay, how you do it it's too silly it's, no it's not it's, it's, it's Mortal silly. Kombat right you've got the, the theme song is a man screaming Mortal Kombat <laughs> that's all you need I don't need him to do like some serious things listen all I'm saying is
0: Mortal Kombat peaked at your wedding when we all sang the Mortal Kombat theme song <laughs> you're not
1: wrong and if you're out there then I recommend you put the Mortal Kombat theme <laughs> on your wedding playlist too because we had a lot of fun screaming Kino. Oh Johnny Cage Johnny Cage it was a damn good time um, but you have some of the news I do
0: you know this is the exact opposite of indulging in violence and indulging in explicit content because Gays of War 5 is actually eliminating all references to smoking and <laughs> characters smoking because I will tell you why the Truth Initiative okay. uh, anti-smoking corporation have approached the E-League who are hosting the um, E-League Gears of War summer showdown I think it is this weekend okay. and apparently this has been months in the making they have um, they went to the coalition and were kind of like you the, know, developers for Gizmo- the, the developers of Gears of War not sorry, some Gizmo- weird and,
1: like, Illuminati
0: That would be, yeah, the Coalition just designed (laughs) to stop smoking. No, they went to the developers of Gears of War 5, and apparently it was all their decision to, you know, remove any references to smoking Mm -hmm. from the game. In fact, uh, Rod Ferguson um, from the Coalition said, and I quote, I've seen firsthand the devastating impact of smoking. It's always been important for me to not use smoking as a narrative device, which is why we made the conscious choice to avoid highlighting or
1: glorifying smoking in Gears 5 and throughout the Gears of War universe moving forward. So... My initial reaction to that is like, oh, dear God, oh, censorship, oh, dear God, oh, whatever. Um, but having also seen the, the devastation of smoking firsthand, yeah. uh, it is it is strange because you, you sort of think but I'm going to go wide as hell here, human history style. Um, is smoking just this giant like mistake, this giant thing that we should never have done because it's only ever resulted in bad things, Well, minus a couple of cool shots in some cinema, <laughs> like well, in a couple it, of movies?
0: I'd say when, when smoking is used in movies or games, it's always sort of in a flip and throw away. Mm. look how cool I am, sort of like... Way. You never like go into like the impacts of it when you see drug use in movies, it's very much the opposite, it's mm. never kind of just used like as recreational fun. There is almost always a character who you know suffers from it, which I don't think you get when you see depictions of smoking. Mm-hmm. And this might be a new thing for the video game world, mm-hmm. but the TV world has been dealing with this for a long time. If you're on like a network show in the US that you don't pay for, you can't show anyone smoking or right. anything like that, that's been in effect for years and years now. And even on the cable um shows now, like The Walking Dead and stuff like that, HBO, they are starting to clamp down more and more on depictions of smoking. So the fact that it's coming to the gaming world is perhaps been inevitable mm. but you it know does, it who makes, knows who will adopt it
1: it makes me think because obviously they they want to clamp down on smoking because they don't want to encourage people to smoke i've i don't know anybody who was encouraged to smoke through gears of war but i, I get the overall sort of movement towards it um it is just it is like a weird thing but i was thinking oh well what are we going to lose if they if they do this and it's like there's like one character in gears of war who smokes yeah. it's called like dozer or something the yeah. dude that like rides the big rigs that's that's this that's a cigar that <laughs> that's a cigar that And uh, yeah, he's going to need to put that down. Well, where I come down
0: on this is like, it's sort of, I think in the the end run, it's probably going to be a good thing to not discourage people to try and smoke. At the same time, it's sort of, even in TV, it kind of feels untruthful to see a world Mm. where people aren't smoking because it's kind of ignoring the problem perhaps is an issue when you could be tackling it head on like yeah. you don't sort of need to just eliminate depictions of smoking entirely you need to strive for better depictions perhaps but at the same time I was one of those youthful impressionistic young lads who did think smoking was very cool because I saw Solid Snake pound the singing back <laughs> and I was like you know what
1: maybe Al I had had uh, an internal conflict with that because I had a family member who smoked and I hated it I hated the smell Mm -hmm. I hated what happened with them and everything Um, but one of my favourite people things in the world both David Hater and uh, and Solid Snake were were chugging them Same, same with me like my entire family smoked saw the negative effects that long term smoking can
0: have on you at the same time Look at cinema, look at mm. games, everyone is knocking them back, and it's a weird dichotomy because, like like we were just saying, in mm. those depictions, nobody gets hurt from smoking. <laughs> I mean, yes, Nick's health goes down. I know someone's going to mention that in the comments, very but slowly. even in the... Um, also, he found some lasers.
1: He did find... Yes, yes! That you do, exactly. find the lasers, but I'll just use the thermal goggles and don't make the air all polluted for the person next to I've been team.
0: going through Metal Gear Solid yep. now, and that's what I've been using. It's really instead. good, isn't it?
1: It's really, really good. Yeah, also, no one in games or movies ever says, bloody hell, it stinks. <laughs> it really smells like... No one ever got that across. Anyway, the next piece of news that I have is the thing from Ubisoft and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And um, I didn't really see this ah. coming. Although there was an earlier version of it, and that happened with *Beyond Good and Evil* 2 Basically, Ubisoft have teamed up with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's company, Hit Record. and they want to try and crowdsource a whole bunch of assets for uh, *Watchdogs* three. Um, and you can you can apply this to uh, *Beyond Good and Evil* two as well. They um, their whole idea, and this is what Joseph Gordon-Levitt's company does, is that they're trying to uh, assemble things like songs or um, like, you know, different pieces of artwork or whatever from the community. So they'll take like five or six different people. Maybe someone's played drums. Maybe someone's done the vocals. Whatever. You put all those those, those things together and you get a final product a final song that might then get put in the game Um, and Ubisoft want to take those things put them in the game and they want to pay uh, the assemblance of contributors two thousand dollars split between the amount of people that put that thing together Mm -hmm. so if you're lucky enough to be a one person powerhouse and you get all the way through you get two thousand pounds it still seems to be this massively controversial thing though because just because of the idea of speculative work um, which happens across various different industries and various different mediums um, that idea of uh, some final company benefiting so much from yeah. a community. Where do you come down on it? It's, it's an interesting one because I
0: think you can look at it like that and mm. it's not a sort of cynical view is, oh, they're getting people to do our work for us in a way. But I like the fact that they're paying them. I like that they're encouraging mm. experimentation and creativity. Like the songs they're going to make for Watch Dogs 3, I imagine, are going to fit that world because mm. it's this dystopian sci-fi thing where it's kind of like the cyberpunk, um, what the team behind cyberpunk was saying. CDPR? In, CDPR, when they were on about um, wanting to create a brand new genre of music mm. for like, the world. I think this is a good way to do it for watchdogs by right. getting a bunch of creative people together, letting them hash it out, create something mad mm-hmm. with the prospect of either creating something nice or getting actually paid for it further mm-hmm. down the line. I think these. Sort of practices and systems can go kind of wrong and kind of become exploitative. But so far, from what I've seen in Watch Dogs 3 and Beyond Good and Evil 2, the messaging seems to be positive. We've seen none of these games come out yet. So, (laughs) you know, the end result might be different. But I think it's quite a cool way to engage with the community and give something.
1: I think that's what they'll continually they'll go down that route. Like obviously, like yeah, it's it's obviously a double-edged sword. Uh, On Twitter already, there's been a whole bunch of different. uh, There's been some backlash to it. Uh, Mike Biffle from Biffle Games, uh, who you might know from that game whose name I've already forgotten, but he's doing (laughs) the new John Wick one. He did that thing where it's the top-down Metal Gear. Tribute. oh you love that game I as did well. love that like, volume it's called mm. and uh, I didn't love that game it's pretty good it's like a 7 out of 10 anyway um, he was on Twitter and he um, had this whole thing and he was just saying about uh, he said Ubisoft should do better and it's not what I expect from Ubisoft he did suggest some potential ways to uh, do it better though um, he said do an open call for submissions of existing work from aspiring musicians uh, invest in a proper review process uh-huh. um, commission the work that fits and pay them to produce the work um, like you would with any other worker so like his whole thing is that if you're asking them to do you know grade A triple A style work then they should be paid a call Yes. Obviously, if you dissect the, or you know divide the £2,000 or whatever between a team of people, that's nothing compared to how much money Watch Dogs 3 will actually make.
0: It's, it's one of those things where it's like, in an ideal world, I would love, love, love that to happen. Mm. But as someone who did a lot of like freelance stuff and volunteer work for Same. exposure like in the past and didn't get paid for it at all, like mm. this is sadly not how the industry works. I hate that it's not. But I think this is a good step to potentially be getting to
1: that can I interest you in a 6,000 word breakdown of the entire Metal Gear Solid series which I got paid for five pounds not for these guys but for someone else yeah. would you like to read that I'll read that yeah I put a lot of time into it got a good five pounds it just doesn't feel like your time is getting no. you know repaid it's, 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 it's unfair got a nice, I got a nice ice cream for it though it was
0: like a really nice ice cream what's your next thing my next thing and final thing is that you know we hear these stories all the time but last week the BBC published a story about how a child mm. emptied their parents bank account by playing FIFA and just buying loads and loads of FIFA points mm-hmm. and since then that sort of like blew up online uh, a bunch of people responded, responded to it including mm. Labour um Uh, Someone associated with Labour Called Tom Watson uh, A party in the UK For you guys Who don't uh, know that Who tweeted He tweeted out the article And said that um, Essentially called For tighter regulation And called for loot boxes To be looked into He even called loot boxes A gateway to gambling And since then The BBC have done A follow up report And have sort of Compiled a bunch of stories From people who have Replied to the tweets Mm -hmm. Parents, gamers And sort of Just sort of um, Gone into How many people End up emptying Their parents' bank account because there is no way to kind of cap the spending in this game which is like an issue I know there's a very obvious response and that's to say well don't let your child yeah, do it yeah don't tie your credit card to clash of clans but there are so many sort of like intricacies that are lost if you just kind of make that comment like mm-hmm. there is one one story about parents sort of um, wrote in and talked about their quote they have a 22 year old disabled son who has cerebral palsy a okay. uh, complex epilepsy autism learning difficulties and the approximate cognitive ability of a seven year old child who spent three thousand pounds on a mobile game yeah. and they were just sort of talking about how these practices without any kind of regulation or caps or anything like that kind of you know end up kind of like abusing people who are vulnerable uh, young people Mm -hmm. obviously disabled people
1: uh, people yeah but I mean like that was the thing that like obviously Jim Sterling's been rallying against this stuff for years and like they like because all those all those mentalities that go into those sorts of games are like pretty much inherently predatory it's very rare that you're coming up against something where you need to purchase more to keep going you need to buy more lives or buy more health or you know rejuvenate your energy for that day or whatever it's very rare that you're coming up against that stuff going like, well, that feels like a fair mechanic. That feels like I can interact with this on a, on a level yeah. playing field. Um, like I said, they're very much diametrically opposed to get as much money out of you as possible. And when you come up with a test case like this, it only proves just how kind of <laughs> sickening they can be. Well, that's it. Because, I mean, when you buy something in the PSN
0: store, you can have two-factor authentication where mm-hmm. you have to put in your password, you have to go through a bunch of steps before you can actually purchase it. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of games, especially not a lot of mobile games, have that um, kind of barrier, so no. you know, you can't just say "Oh, I'll take your credit card off because your credit card needs to be on to play for PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. or something like that to pay for a bunch of other services. Like, you, at this point in 2019 your credit card or debit card or whatever is sort of tied to everything and you yeah. can't just kind of take that off without affecting a bunch of different systems. So I do think there needs to be kind of potentially caps or more think... regulation inside the games themselves rather on a wider system I would basis. totally
1: agree. I mean, looking at what Nintendo have done, like they have a whole thing where you can, if you're a parent, you can literally monitor in real time what's happening with your uh, child's account. You can close certain things down, and, and you can literally, like I said, monitor it in real time. But I think all of this is just endemic of an industry that has gotten away with way too much, especially this generation. Um, and it was always it was going to have a tipping point eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, all the stuff that's happening in the US, all the different conversations around the illegality of loot boxes, the stuff in Belgium, the stuff in China, um, it, it was going to happen. Like they, they've been getting away with these sorts of um, predatory practices for way too long they've made an absolute killing in terms of how much money they made um but it was it was always this it was always a gambling mentality it was yeah. always going to come back around um, and i'm quite glad that it's happening I, I i'm always against censoring art or whatever the hell but these things aren't art so like it's yeah I, i'm kind of i'm kind of game for I, test cases to be made known and to sort these yeah, things out i feel like over the past few months especially the the messaging behind anti-loop box and
0: um, mm. you know like people standing out like the like the labor party tom watson guy here mm. um it's just i feel like it's getting more momentum there, mm. there was that great study that that linked um, loot boxes to problem gambling and that, that sort of word problem gambling keeps popping up over and over right. again that's becoming sort of like standard by these people who are trying to push back against loot boxes mm-hmm. and the fact that like people even like these government officials even know what loot boxes are is kind of like a step in the right direction for yes. me talking about it as if everyone knows because it sort of feels like the, uh, I don't know, the veil has been pulled back or the rug has been sort of put back into place yeah. and video game companies just can't get away with the same stuff
1: they've been getting away with well, it's like if a you if you contrast the um, the Inquisition between Mark Zuckerberg and the, the, the all those old dudes that were trying to talk about what the crap with Facebook is mm-hmm. versus uh, EA's little Inquisition thing where they were like this is literally loot boxes oh we don't call it that we call it surprise mechanics yeah. on EA's part and it's like just that those are the conversations you need to have where you need to literally essentially get them up the proverbial wall and just be like you know wh- what are you doing what have you been doing look at how much money you're making and, and exactly how um, these this this sort of stuff has infuriated me for many years so I'm quite glad that there is like a tipping point um, but yeah I guess we'll sort of uh, keep an eye on it and see what happens from here. For now though, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. What a good outro. Thank you. Bye. Bye.